Hello, hello. Welcome to the Are we live? Yes, we are live. Testing one, two. Yeah, it starts as All soon right. as you join, so. Oh, it does? Yeah, okay. it does. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another late night episode of Kids Swim. All right, so we decided to make a series based on, like, recent animes we watch, you know? Yeah, we'll give each other, like, a movie or... We'll just talk about a show that we like. Yeah. And basically tell you if it's worth watching or not. And the movie that we decided last night to watch, we I would definitely recommend watching. I think you'll yes, like it. It's very wholesome. It's called A Whisker Away. Yeah, it's it's I had no idea that it was as recent as it was. It came out June eighteenth. Yeah, it really came out recently and the dub was even more recent you know yeah the the dub was delayed because of the pandemic but it it came like the dub was like the 26th yeah so it was like a a week or two before we watched exactly but yeah it is most definitely all right so this is how we'll rate the movie we'll give it a systematic rating off of five categories right Okay. Should we do five or three? I think it would be easier if we do three. What are the three categories? I don't know yet. We're, I'm making this up as I go. Okay. okay. So we'll, we'll rate each category out of ten. Like, um, quality of the movie, like the art style, the, um, the sound, and the flow of the movie. Right. And then we'll judge it based off story. You know, like the actual right. story of the whole movie. And um, what should we do for and a third? Like this, and then just like stuff we disliked and stuff we liked overall. Yeah, like our basic opinions just watching it. Right. So the basic like synopsis of this film is there's this girl named... Uh, damn, how do you pronounce it, bro? Uh, Mugay? Yeah, that's like what I think it is. Mugay? I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't want to butcher it. I forgot how to pronounce Mugen, it. Mugen. But, um, she is in love, like head over heels, for this guy named Hinode, who was like this, her classmate. And she kind of annoys him a little bit, but it's in like a loving way. Mm-hmm. Um, Here is a film synopsis of, like, I, I just searched this up. This is the actual film synopsis. The line between human and animal starts to blur after a girl transforms herself into her cat. Right. Yeah, so that that's a pretty basic synopsis, but it's like a general synopsis. Yeah. And she kind of annoys the the guy a little bit. Okay. So and we we have called he... them by their proper names. We got Shoto and Mugi. We'll stick with those. Shoto. Or. You know that? He know that. Uh, I call. It... <laughs> what were you thinking? Oh. I said, "What were you thinking?" Oh, I don't know what I was thinking because I'm pretty sure I heard a Shoto in the um the sub. Oh, you watch sub? I watched. No, I dub. I watched the dub, but I switched over to the subtitles real quick just to see if their names are any different because sometimes they do that. Right, up. Yeah. So yeah, this girl named Muge is super in love with this guy named Hinoda at her school. And 
she I how I don't know how long ago it was, but basically she doesn't like the world. She thinks the world is just full of stuff that she doesn't like and that she just wants the world to end kind of so that it can all be over. But she meets this like this uh mystical this mask. Be- yeah, this like mystical being uh called the mask seller. Yeah. He's like a giant cat. And he sells cat masks to humans who want to turn into cats and human masks for cats that want to turn into humans. Mm-hmm. And once you make it, it's kind of like making a deal with the devil. Once you give him, or that's how I took yeah, it, yeah. like a deal with the devil, which I kind of, I really liked that aspect. You, he takes your life, he takes like half your lifespan. I, I think, I think that's it. He takes half your lifespan. Because you're a cat, you don't live as long as a human. Yeah, exactly. And basically, he's just like collecting lifespan so he can live forever. But she takes one, and she didn't. She hasn't like decided whether or not she wants to be a cat forever or stay a human. So throughout the movie, he pops up and bothers her. Yeah. And like, are you ready? And she's like, no. And it's only until like halfway through the movie where she finally gives up and becomes a cat. Right. She wants to be a cat because she goes over to Hinode's house as as the cat. And Hinode thinks that she is the reincarnation of his dog, Tora or something. Yeah. And he really likes him. I mean, she really likes the cat. And he kind of shows his, like, deepest personality to the cat, which Muge collects kind of, like, information to kind of, like, spy on him. Yeah, to like strategically flirt with him. I mean, she's kind of bad at it, given all that oh, information. Yeah. But like, she's successful, you know. Yeah, yeah, obviously. The, but yeah, basically, like, she just is really in love with this guy. Mm-hmm. Uses the ability to be a cat to to kind of spy on him and see his true self. Who's like all happy and stuff. Because at school, he kind of ignores her. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really understand why. Until she's a cat and she understands. Yeah. She realizes that they they have the same kind of problems. They have, like, family problems and they don't really know how to express each other. You, you know, it's just that time in middle school where everybody's depressed, you know? Oh, yeah. It's a, this is a story about... It's definitely a story about family problems and depression. But... Yeah how you can learn to speak up for yourself yeah i I genuinely enjoyed that yeah i really do like that aspect where it's kind of like like these two opposing personalities on like the front but deep down inside right like exactly exactly dude yeah he is stone like and i'm not gonna say stone cold but like a little stone cold you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and she's all like sunshine Mm mm-hmm on the outside, everyone sees her as like super happy, and they call her like Miss Gaga and eccentric in the movie because she's like all over the place, kind of. Yeah, very energetic, very yes, very energetic, and he's just kind of chill, kind of laid back. And it, it's surprising because in the oh, movie, yeah. um, uh, I forgot, uh, Hinode Sunrise. That's the nickname she gives him. Even yeah. though she's more of the sunrise kind of person, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. But she only feels that way. She only says that because she knows, like, the true personality that 
he has like his true emotions right she feels that as the cat she'll be able to receive the love she wants from Hinode. yeah that's why she ultimately decides to be a cat and then she realizes she doesn't want to be a cat anymore because obviously she's not Muge anymore so she goes missing quote unquote even though she's the cat and nobody knows it until you know he starts to feel bad because in the movie she like again over time was collecting information about how to express her feelings to him so somewhere towards the movie uh the middle of the movie she gives him a note expressing his her kind of like love yeah i feel like that kid that one kid he that was a real dick move you know Oh my god, I hated Bro, it would have been so much like it would have been so wholesome if he could just read it on his own, you know? I'm sorry. But it sets up the the scene where he flips out on her and says, No, we're not the same, I hate you. Yeah, it is a and obviously it is a good she, plot device, she I agree. She runs away and decides to be the cat and then nobody knows where Muge went, so they go looking for her. Even Hinode. Because Hinode didn't mean it. And he was starting to realize that they're, they have the same kind of dynamic mm-hmm. deep down. He was she. He expresses to the cat because he's talking to the cat, who is Muge. He's like, "I wish I was as strong as her, like emotionally." But that's just, like, but you get it. That's yeah. just the mask that she puts up. She's not like super emotionally yeah. stable, because yeah, like she has like problems. Her the stepmom. She was, uh, her mom kind of walked out on her. Yeah. And her dad ended up getting like a stepmom out of the blue. And it was just kind of hard to deal, deal with, with yeah. it. I get that. Mm-hmm. So, we talked about having three categories. So, we're going to talk about the overall like flow and the art style. Right. The art style in this movie oh my God. is absolutely gorgeous. It really is. It's really set up like a real movie is with like different, like the camera angles. Like it would yes. pan out. Like, properly, you know? Yes, absolutely. It is amazing. It's it's so comfortable it is. to look at. It is. It's, it's not a lot to take in. It, it's Except, warm well, for your eyes, that if one you know part, what it is, you know? Yes. That one part where it shows the other side with all the cats. It's it's a lot, but it's visually pleasing to the eye to look at. It's kind of like Spirited Away, where, like, you see this huge hotel... And like all these different people, and even in the beginning where you see all these foods, it's a lot to throw at you, but it's still visually right. appealing, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. It is. It's definitely a. It's a beautiful piece of work, man. The sound, the music is awesome. The ending credit theme, I really. Oh my enjoyed. god! Yes, I really enjoyed it. I listened to the. I'm glad that I stayed because there's some little extra bits at the, mm-hmm. at the end of the credits that show. Like, what kind of happens afterwards. Yeah, like, him and, like, uh, Hinode and Muge kind of going along in their relationship, talking to uh, her friend, mm-hmm. who was like, oh, we held hands. And she was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very wholesome. I like that. Yeah, and then it shows her reconnecting with her mom, and I was like, oh, nice. Yeah. All right, so we talked about art style. Um, how do you feel about, we both watched the dub. How do you feel about the voice actors? I think the voice actors were perfect for their roles, honestly. I, I would agree for the most part for like the main characters. They were perfect. 
But I feel yeah. like um, there, there was, uh, I don't know if this is true, but it felt like uh, the same male voice actor who played Hinode, Hinode played uh, a few other characters in the mother movie too. I th- I think I picked up on the fact that um, well actually no, I don't know though because I feel like uh, the cat the mask seller I thought sounded like Hinode doing just like a deeper voice, but then I kind of just like I listened closely and I was like never mind. I was probably just thinking about something different. Yeah, but like I get it. The voice is mysterious, but um, there's just a a lot more choices you can do. You know, I, I feel like there wasn't much variety in the voice acting, but the quality of the audio was good. I agree with that. Yeah, I. It's it's definitely mixed well. Mm-hmm. The uh, the voice like when they're sad, you can tell that they're sad. When they're happy, you can tell that they're happy the laughter isn't like forced laughter it's very it's very except for like when it is forced laughter you know when it's supposed to be yes you get it it's executed very well um so for visual appearances and um audio i would give it a 9.5 it's pretty good it's almost perfect but that repetition I'll, i'll give it a nine yeah, I would I would say visually, it's visually pleasing. It's like, it's like, what's well, that one movie with um? Never mind, that'd be Spirited Away with the the girl in the kimono, right? Yeah, Spirited Away. Yeah, it's I I get the same kind of like smoothness in animation. Looking at it, very visually pleasing. Uh, I feel I'll like give this movie out. um was like animated smoother than Spirit Away for multiple reasons, you know, because Spirit Away is an older movie. You know? Yeah. But that doesn't mean Spirit Away is not a great movie. I'm just saying that this one was... I wanna... I definitely wanna check out Spirit Away. I've seen clips, and I'm just like, dude, everyone is telling me to watch this. Why haven't I watched it yet? Dude, honestly, that's, I, I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know... you have, like, a pirated website I can check out? Um... And watch it. Twist.mo. M-O-E. Twist.mo. That's where I usually pirate my anime movies. I mean, we're not pirating nothing. No, 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 I was just kidding. I was just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just saying. Yeah. If I were to do it. If you were to pirate, you'd go there. But don't pirate. Yeah, don't pirate. Don't pirate. Yeah. Because that's illegal. We don't do that. Right. So, I do have... One little nitpick about the movie that doesn't give it a perfect score for me. I'm not the biggest fan of how they portrayed the romance element at, like, the end of the movie. Like, it's not bad. But, like, they both obviously had, like, a a bunch of stuff they wanted to confess to each other. All they said was, like, I love you. And, like, even when they held hands, they didn't even, like, look at each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. But I totally, on the other hand, I completely understand why the film artists... It's a wholesome middle school relationship, dude. You're right. I understand why they left it like that mm-hmm. and kind of just, like, left it ambiguous to what happened next because they just wanted you to fill in the gap of what it was like after they dated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, they might not date forever, but it's still a wholesome story to see how they came together, you know? 
You're right. I appreciate a good love story like that. It's a very good. It's very good, like character art. It is. I genuinely enjoyed the movie. Um. So what? What's your rating? My overall rating in the movie. It's not like the best movie of all time that I've seen, like an anime movie. Is this but like your basic opinion kind of rating? Yeah. So my overall rating, your overall. I'd give it like an 8.5. 8.5. It's very good. I, I was, I genuinely got like excited at the end of the movie, especially when Hinode did the Hinode sunrise onto her. Oh, yeah. At the end of the movie, I was like, let's go. Like, I was yeah, like, that was very excited. wholesome. I like that. I was genuinely, I was genuinely like happy. It made me smile. Mm-hmm. And I like the key little details they gave, like how when uh I forgot the cat's name, how the cat when the cat was Moogie. Um, oh, Conqueror? Nah, wait, it's something. It's this. So the um, once Moogie decides to be a cat, yeah, the stepmom in the film, her cat ends up taking Moogie's human face and becomes her, so that she can repay like love that the stepmom has shown to her over the years and then of course again now that the cat is muge the actual like physical cat isn't there anymore so the stepmom's like all worried and stuff and then at, at the end she just kind of comes to terms with like even if the cat did run away it's it's okay because i feel like he gave her a good life i just hope she doesn't forget me yeah and the cat was just like but the cat oh, came back up. you know <laughs> yeah, the, yeah the cat was like oh man i gotta get muge's face back to her and I didn't, I didn't notice till like the very end, that in the cat realm, uh, it it was like, you know, a more humanoid cat form of uh whatever the cat is. Yeah, the uh, with the mascar. Huh? Yeah, with the mascar. Yeah, it was. I just like when they went to the other side where all the cats are, and it had like a bunch of people that were. Like humanoid cats, well, not like humanoid cats. It was like cats, but they were on like two two legs, two paws, yeah. walking around. And then there'd be her, who uh, Muge, who is on all fours, and it's like a cool dynamic to see that they were all either a cat or once human. Yeah. And there's a bar. There's like a like a like a pub in the movie called the Half Human Half Cat Bar, or something where it was like humans who ran away from their problems and decided to become a cat. That's basically the, you know what? That's I think that's the overall like lesson, is don't run away from your problems. Oh my god, that is a good overarching lesson. Don't run away from your problems. Right, they never get solved that way. You just kind of run from them, and you just get more worked up about it. But I feel like there's more because clearly they ran away from their problems at first. But what exactly did they do after they ran away from their problems? To solve and nothing, nothing. No, no nothing. The, the the cat people did nothing, but clearly Mugi did something different. You know, of course she got more help, but yeah. Even in the bar, the the cats were like, she was like, "Don't you regret it?" And they were like, "Yeah, of course we regret it, but there's no point in dwelling on it." Yeah, that's another good point. Don't dwell on your regrets that you can't really change. You know, right. Because nothing, nothing ever, like, gets solved that way. You just kind of sit and think about what could have been. And obviously, what could have been isn't going to be what is. Yeah. So, no point in 
kind of dwelling on it. You just got to move on. Yeah. It's better to, it hurts more to hold on than it does to let go to some things. Yeah, that's a very good aspect. Like, there's so many layers to this movie, but, you know, I just love it because that first layer is just so wholesome and then it's just a bunch of stuff, you know? Right. Very good movie. Genuinely enjoyed it. I, I, give it an okay rick i, I yeah i definitely recommend absolutely. this movie this is a good yeah, movie absolutely if anyone is like should i watch it yes you absolutely should watch this movie all right what is what else is there to discuss about this movie hmm i'm not really sure i think we covered all the the topics i only had one little nitpick and it was oh i have okay okay so her at school how she's all like eccentric yeah it's a little much sometimes. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's hard to. It's I, I, hard I to... was freaking out when she cut. She did that thing, you know, when she, when you she know, jumped off. Yeah, the, when she jumped. The bridge because yeah. the guys. Yeah, I was like, dude, nobody would do that. Well, you gotta understand that she was a cat for like quite some time. Yeah, she was kind of used to jumping off of high places and landing on her feet. Totally fine. Oh wait, shit. Okay, what you don't understand is um. The first time she receives the mask, I think it's either spring or summer, right? I think it's like the, the spring fest, the spring festival. Are you sure? I thought it was the summer festival. Nah. This okay. I don't it was think, this... Because the summer festival is when her transformation into a cat would have been completed. Yeah, but I feel like. Yeah, I get. I don't that. think I don't think it was like a year ago when she got the mask. I think it was pretty recent. But she's definitely had this crush on Hinode for, like, quite some time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So she's she's had this crush on Hinode before, like, the whole mask thing, you know? Right. So maybe her first problem. Well, there's a lot to take in. Because, like, obviously, we're, we're smacked in the face with the first problem being... Uh, she has split parents, and yeah. you know, I think I think it was her stepmother, whatever. She didn't care. Well, she did care. She just wanted her to live with her. And that was that was the uh, the act that was the actual mom. That was the actual mom. Yeah. Yeah. She was just like, why? Like, whatever. Yeah. How will you come live with me forever? You know. But so on the topic of her being a little much. And I've, I've watched a couple of, like, I watched, like, a, a review video before I came into the podcast. I watched it, like, right after the movie. I saw a bunch of people, and even the guy in the video was, like, she was a little much. Yeah. How she expressed her love for him, and it kind of makes it a little hard to relate to the main character. Yeah, for like, most people, I get that. Yeah. But, like, Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. But that's just how it how she is, I guess. I mean, you, just... you gotta understand, it's an anime. Obviously, there's <laughs> gonna be some over-exaggerated parts, you know? Yeah. And, again, she's used to being a cat, so she just jumps off bridges and it's totally fine. Yeah. I mean, she didn't, like, die when she was a human. She just like, kind of cut her leg a little bit. Yeah, that's But it also, again, a plot device that sets up the part where he sees the cat has the same injury as her. And it helps pieces things together, you know? Yeah. 
And she was like, and he was like, oh, I got the same injury as this like chick at school that jumped off a bridge into a tree. Oh my God. My absolute favorite part about this movie would probably be her room. Her room is so aesthetic. I love it. Oh yeah. Her room is pretty freaking fire. Her bed is awesome. She has like a, a little bug bed area and like a little crib under it. Dude, it's, it's a little awesome. hangout place. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, that's actually really raw. It is, dude. I, I, I would love to have a room like that. I'm saying. Very aesthetically pleasing sunsets in this movie and sunrises like through the window are amazing. Oh, very much so. The art, the arts, just the flow of the movie is great with animation. It's so smooth. Apparently, some people from Studio Ghibli or Ghibli or whatever, and some people who worked on Neon Genesis mm-hmm. helped make this movie. Which makes a lot of sense if you like really look at the art, you know? Right. It's very reminiscent of uh, a Studio Ghibli film. Right. I genuinely enjoyed this movie. I highly recommend I you check too. it out if you so desire. It's on Netflix now. Um, uh, okay. Now, now that we've got like all of that done, let, let's, uh, let's consider topics for our next podcast. What will we watch next because i rem- i know we discussed um this corner in the world or whatever yeah we were talking about in this corner of the world and i want to check out a silent voice sometime uh, There's a movie that, that's catching my eye right now right here it's what? called the garden of words it's like a 45 minute movie actually it's a 45 minute movie okay so we got a few options I personally have already seen A Silent Voice, but I wouldn't mind like rewatching it to get a good touch up on it. You know, I've seen it probably like seven times already. But, seriously? Yeah, seriously. I've, I've it's a great movie, honestly. Yeah, um, I I need to check it out. I I'm still oblivious to what happens. All I know is that she's deaf. Yeah. But also, right here, the Garden of Words. Like again, it's forty five minutes. We could end this podcast right here, watch this movie, and then come back like an hour later and talk about it. That's very true. If you so desired. Oh, seems pretty nice. Okay. So, that would be good too, because uh, Whisker Away is about two hours long. So uh, And then A Silent Voice and In This Corner of the World are like over two hours. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, do you want to just end this right here, watch this movie, this 45-minute movie, and then come back in an hour? Yeah, of course, of course. Make another podcast? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was our review for this movie. Thank you for of this episode. Thank you for listening to Kid Swim. Hope you took our opinions with a, a little grain of salt. Maybe maybe you liked the romance element at the end. I wasn't the biggest fan, but I still genuinely enjoyed the movie. Uh, 8 out of 10 for me. Loved yeah. it. Uh, I would say, yeah. 8 out of 10. Pretty good movie. A little nitpick here and there, but sign out, you know. <laughs>